Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 178, and you are with your high priest of Conju, Ray. Hello. And uh, and I am here for what will be the last of the regular shows for 2020. My gosh, what a crazy wild year it's been. So we got there at the end. This is our last episode. Um Apart from uh, maybe a, a re-release of an interview uh, and uh, some stuff for our serial audio adventure, uh, yeah, this um, this will cap off our year for 2020. And what better way to do it? I just recently came across this uh, awesome, awesome website. Uh, it's been around for yonks. So we'll get into it straight away. But uh, before I say anything, a big hello and a big welcome to Chase from MoonKnightFan.com. Chase, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to contact me so we can talk about all that stuff. Oh, man, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's I think a lot of loonies have been hankering for a website like this, Chase, because it, it is a great uh, reference and a repository for information uh, and for, for for new and, uh, and older fans as well. So um, this is great. We'll go through all the various sections. Um, it's all fantastic. Uh, Loonies, of course, if you do look up into the night sky, it is a first quarter moon. And this is this is the reason we are doing the show tonight. Uh, Conchu has decreed it's a Conchu's Relics segment. So for those that you who, for those of you who have listened to the show, you'll know that that's anything to do with Moon Knight related stuff. So it could be, uh, it could be merch, it could be action figures, statues. Uh, this is more than I think covering all those bases. Chase, we have uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're privy to Chase's uh, great Moon Knight collection, and it covers a wide range, even stuff that I'm, uh, you know, I've only touched the surface uh, on. So very excited to get through it. As always, a massive thank you to our gracious Patroonies. So um, without you guys, uh, wouldn't have been able to to keep the lights on to this show. So a big thank you for that. It really does help expand the show. So for one final time for this year, a big thank you to Daniel, Justin, Derek, Jordan, Josh, James, Wayne, Russell, and Anthony. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, also as well, our fabulous sponsors, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best. And of course, Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. So Chase, uh, What's up? Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for for joining me on the show. Uh, before, I mean, since we've really just uh, recently met, yeah, <laughs> recently, I mean, just a few <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, why not? Why not grab a bit of a, a backstory to yourself as well? So, uh, sorry, before we do that as well, just your thoughts on the uh, the recent like announcements. I mean, I know by the time this show comes out, it would have been maybe a couple of weeks old by now. We may have gotten 
some uh, some more news on Moon Knight, the Disney Plus series. But um, just your thoughts. I don't know. Did you are you excited by all this? Are you a big Marvel fan, or is it are you just a Moon Knight fan? I'm a I'm a huge Marvel fan. Well, I'm a huge comic fan in general. Um, I I'm not specific to any company, um, but uh, I, I enjoy the movies and I enjoy um, I enjoy what I've seen and what they've created. So part of me is pretty excited. There, there's always a part of me that always wanted to see like a Moon Knight show or movie. But then there's another part of me that's very scared that if they do it wrong, everyone who knows me knows I'm a Moon Knight fan, even if they've never read a comic book. And I'm so worried if it's like terrible, people are gonna be like, oh, that that's what you like. I'm like, but that's not what I like. But so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think they've done a pretty good job creating um, pretty interesting stuff. They take some liberties that I think usually are good choices. Uh, when they change things, particularly with like Guardians of the Galaxy was particularly different than the comic book, um, but they made a very enjoyable movie. So um, I'm pretty excited that they haven't mentioned too much. I think the only person confirmed right now is um, Mohamed Diab, the mm-hmm. director. Yep. I don't know much of his work. He's only had two release films, but they are really highly rated. And I'm always excited to see new talent. I mean, Moon Knight as a comic book was always a place for, you know, artists to kickstart their careers so why can't the show be the same way so i'm pretty excited yeah. about it. it should be should be interesting indeed uh it's funny that you mentioned that about the changes that marvel i guess tweaked to the characters in the the film or the screen iteration um of the comics uh not that it is disney plus but i, I was i was a little flabbergasted by um net Netflix's Daredevil. Like I'm a big Daredevil fan, and uh, inter- I, I, do, do you like the show as well? Or so I saw the first season. I didn't see anything past that. Um, I wasn't. I liked. I liked a lot of it. You know, I thought the action was good. I thought there were good actors, but um, I wasn't super crazy about the pacing of most okay. of those Netflix Marvel shows. The only one that I really was captured by the whole season was the Jessica Jones. And that one I was pretty excited by. Um, but by the end of the first Daredevil, I was kind of worried that they were there's too much padding. Um, I'm not I'm not a marathon TV watcher, so mm. my my opinion on this should be taken with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I'll read comic books all day, but sitting in front of a TV watching shows endlessly is not necessarily something I do too often. So okay, I mean that's fair enough, and that's actually uh, for for the. I guess the truer comic book fans, that's, that's good to hear, you know, comic books <laughs> as the medium is better. I, I was only kind of leading with that because, uh, look, I, I'm a big Daredevil's uh, fan, comic book fan as well. Uh, I enjoyed the, the show for, you know, um, holistically. I mean, all, all the three seasons, it had its ups and downs as well. But it did take mm-hmm. liberties, like quite, um, not huge liberties, but there were, were different changes to, say, the character of Karen Page, um, and and so, yeah, which a lot of some of the other Daredevil fans were kind of against, and, and it surprised me. I don't know. I just came across someone that really didn't like the show at all, and and she's a big, well, she's a big Daredevil fan, like comic book fan, and mm. uh, she ha- she hated it. And I was like, really? It's <laughs> like, oh, like oh, it's like I I thought it was like one of the the better Netflix shows. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It just it just surprised me. That's all. So. Um, well, I, I I enjoyed it just fine. My my issues with the show were more uh, having to do with 
the direction of a show in general they my qualms had nothing to do with them changing the source material the the i think they're how true and how different they were from the source material worked out very well that was probably one of the stronger parts of the show in my opinion so mm. yeah i feel um there is a a little bit of a fine line with that um, and i think Absolutely. the mcu they do a good job in in catch, capturing the essence because i always kind of um I always kind of compare it to say the Fox's uh, X Men uh, versions, you know, on the on the film where they took massive, mm. massive liberties in it, and um, I don't, I don't like them as much, say, as the MCU. I mean, I love I Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Hugh Jackman as um, as Wolverine. Uh, for me, X Two is 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 my favorite kind of X Men thing. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite of the X Men movies for sure. Mm, yeah so well, I'd, I'd say that hugh jackman himself is a perfect example of when you take liberties with the character how it can just be absolutely stellar um i was never uh, before the movies came out i liked x-men but i was never huge into wolverine i i was kind of like a gambit fan and um the wolverine to me was definitely the 90s cartoon wolverine this little angry guy and then when the movies came out you see this giant tall much more eloquent guy yeah. uh, playing it and i loved his portrayal and he made me love wolverine and to be honest i mean his wolverine is very different from the comic but it worked out so perfectly that i always use that as the example when people are worried if they if they're going to change things i'm like it could be amazing like that mm. i mean he was the best part of the movies so yeah, I'd imagine like, I hadn't jumped on the I don't know the social media, the forum, you know, chats at that stage when X Men came out. But I would have imagined there would have been an uproar with the casting of Hugh Jackman, you know, because he's he's this tall, lean, as you said, he's not five foot three, he's not grizzly, he's not, you know, um, but yeah, as you say, he did he did make it his own, and a lot of people now say, well, I can't imagine anyone else playing Wolverine. I mean, I think down Absolutely. the line. Yeah, I mean, down the line, we will get, you know, most likely we'll, we'll get I, someone. When when the first X-Men came out, I was in high school, and I remember the complaints, they weren't even about Wolverine. Um, the complaints were about uh, the girl who played um, Rogue. Uh, uh, Anna, pa people, Anna Paquin. Felt, yeah. yeah, Anna Paquin. They felt that she was very much playing the Jubilee character, um, which I agreed at the time. So most, I remember most of the talk being about that and the other complaint being that, um, some of the other small villains, well, small is the wrong term, but, um, like Sabretooth in the first film, he was kind of given a bit part and yeah. treated like an ogre and they, they fixed that, I guess you could say fix that in a later Wolverine movie, but yeah, no one, I don't think anyone was complaining about Hugh Jackman, but most people were after they saw it, were like, wow, this is incredible. Like, I mean, he was great. Yeah, it must be testament to his performance, you know, because if you look at it physically, like his physicality is so chalk and cheese to the character. But it's funny then that hardly anyone really, really picked up on that. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's it's really weird because like now you you see people um, pick apart anything with any with yeah. the character. And I kind of agree with the Anna Paquin thing. That's a that's a good point. Um, if you look at Rogue from the comics, she's nowhere near what Anna Paquin was kind of portraying. She was a bit older, like Anna Paquin played a, a, a kind of confused teenager mm. and she did it well, but um, Rogue was already kind of uh, a disenfranchised adult by the time we saw her oh, in the yeah. comics, so it was weird. 
Oh, and there were whole things that kind of made it difficult, like her association with Miss Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, would have been hard to kind of... And how she got her flight powers, all that sort of stuff um, would have been difficult. But, yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, So, uh, I don't know, I guess we can maybe expect that in the Moon Knight TV series. Some small changes, yeah, here and there. Um, Did you have a chance to look at or, or watch the Kevin Feige presentation for, um, so I, I, I saw uh, someone posted on Twitter, thankfully, cause I couldn't seem to find it anywhere else. Uh, he didn't talk too much. He pretty much said that, um, if, if I, if I, if I saw the right thing mm-hmm. that it's going to be kind of like full of Egyptian iconography and it's going to be kind of like an Indiana Jones style action adventure. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I saw. And he only, and he officially announced the director, but no one else has been. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's no stranger to a lot of the loonies, uh, the Moon Knight fans out there, that we're fed crumbs when it comes to details. <laughs> so, I, so Chase, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab onto this crumb and and try to um, analyze the hell out of it. What are your thoughts sure. on this Indiana Jones style comment? Did that put you off? Did that make you excited? Were you kind of like, oh, this is Moon Knight? What did you think? All right, so I could imagine that most people would be like, how could they? turn Moon Knight into Indiana Jones, but um, I'm actually incredibly excited about it for a couple reasons. One being uh, Indiana Jones is one of my favorite movie series of all time. Um, And if you, and some of the original uh, Moon Knight series books and some of even his uh, 90s series, the Mark Spector Moon Knight, he does a lot of Indiana Jones type stuff. A lot of that, high action adventure going out to exotic places, lots of guns fighting the bad guys and everything. And they were, they were good fun in the comics. So I, I'm pretty excited from that point of view. And I also think that it's something that we haven't seen yet in the Marvel cinematic universe. So giving it something different is good. I was very worried that they were going to take a Batman approach to it. I mean, Moon Knight's been trying to get away from the comparisons to Batman for 40 years. And I was really worried they were just going to try to create a Batman show, and I didn't want them to do that. Um, so I'm pretty excited on uh, uh, from that point of view. And I'm also very excited about the, they want to heavily go on the Egyptian iconography. Uh, the, the Egypt aspect was one of the things that got me into Moon Knight back in the 90s. Um, just as long as they don't go like they did in the Fist of Khonshu miniseries, because that was <laughs> great art, but terrible writing. So as long as they're not trying to do that, I'm happy. Um, yeah. So I guess yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I've got a bit of mixed feelings. I guess with that statement, it, it is exciting. It's not ex- not exactly the thing I would have pictured uh, a Moon Knight show to be framed around a, a, an Indiana Jones style thing. Um, I was thinking of like if they are leaning towards this bit of the Moon Knight comics, I think it's a, it's an amazing kind of very obscure reference. There's those backstories uh, in a couple of the classic issues where it's Mark Spector before his Moon Knight as a mercenary, and that had a very pulpy um, Indiana Jones style. So maybe if we do see uh, pre-Moon Knight um, Mark Spector, we may get a bit of that. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Indiana Jones swashbuckling kind of nature, uh, I love the the films as well. Um, I guess, again, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I think a lot of the loonies might be hankering for more of that, dark-edged, uh, 
2006 onwards kind of Moon Knight um, from the Finch Houston run. Uh, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, also there, Chase, I just noticed I had a little smile to myself while you were while you were re- referencing. Look, I'm not going to bleep you out for Batman. What we usually do on the show, we only have the one Batman reference. All the other times that his name is mentioned, I bleep it out. But just okay. for, the, for the sake, it's the last episode of the year. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I want to have a good impression um, for you of our show. So so if you do sure. re-listen to it, um, don't worry, I won't bleep it all out. And look, I've said it a couple of times myself. I feel like I feel like I should wash out my, my mouth with soap. <laughs> but, <laughs> are, you a, are you a Batman fan, just by, by any chance? Um, I, I'd say, well, I, I definitely am because when I was a kid, I grew up with the Batman cartoon in the early 90s before I even knew who Moon Knight was. Um, I mean, he's not my favorite character. I don't even know if he'd make my, if he'd make my top five. But, excellent, um, excellent. I think there's stuff to like. There's stuff to hate too, because I've seen all the movies and I hate more than half of them. So, well, he's got such a track record, and I guess um, right. so many people playing him, and so many comics. There's a lot more room for uh, you know to uh, <clears throat> to err on quality and and uh, story. So, Absolutely. I guess we have to we have to give him that. <laughs> um, uh, now, just your, quickly your thoughts again before we really dive into um, why we're here about your your awesome website uh just a couple of questions just because you know while i got you here and and i just wanted to ask you i wanted to get another take uh potential fit into the tv or the mcu for moon knight can you can you see any merit in that i've been pushing this angle of 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 a connection with blade but supernatural how how do you see moon knight if he does fit in um would he yeah would he work well i would absolutely love it to be from a supernatural focus um like he might show up in the new Doctor Strange. I'd love it to tie in with Blade. I, I was really gunning for a Midnight Suns uh, comic book that Smallwood was pushing for. Um, I really like, I, I really love the supernatural element of Moon Knight. It's one of my favorite things. And so I'd love to see him with, um, you know, vampires and voodoo and demons and ghosts and stuff. And they don't have a lot of that in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So either he could be one of the ones that really pushes that with characters like Blade, like you said, or or they're just going to kind of let him do his own thing. I don't mind if they keep him his own thing, because in the comic books, whenever they try to shove Moon Knight into other books, it just cheapens the Moon Knight experience because he's a very complicated character. But I, I'd argue that even in like Avengers comics, all the characters are kind of cheapened because when you read them on their own, they're more fleshed out. So as long as they're not trying to just slowly push him into like an Avengers or a Defenders type thing and they let him be his own thing, um, I think that's kind of what I'd prefer him. They acknowledge he exists in the universe. Like the way they did it with Daredevil on the Netflix show where they acknowledge it and they talked about what happened in Avengers and everything as it affected people. I really liked that. And I think if they do that, I'm probably happy with that. Um, But if they bring him into the movies and they do something big to do, I, I mean... I, I'm not gonna lie; it's gonna be fun. So yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah now that that should be great. Yeah, it'd be interesting with the it'd be interesting with the supernatural element as well because uh, I guess uh, he with this Egyptian kind of uh, angle that he's coming at. Um, I was just thinking about it; it'd be really. I mean, that's obviously a big focus for for the show. It'd be very, it'd be very interesting to to see how then if if that is at all worked into the supernatural element, um, because I guess it's how they'll portray Conchu. And, and the way I was thinking it in my head was that, well, 
could we, yeah, potentially get a, a horror kind of element or a horror take on Konshu, which I think would be <laughs> awesome. I've always would have loved, uh, I always uh, love the idea of Moon Knight being kind of a horror-based TV show, um, and, and that can feed into the supernatural element of, as well. But, yeah, I, I was just trying to rationalise in my head how to kind of make the logical steps with this um, archaeological slash Egyptian focus to turn that into a supernatural and a horror focus. But, I mean, I think that's the most logical way that Moon Knight will go. As you say, he's not going to just be dropped into the Avengers and and fit like a glove. He's very much painted in his own kind of corner of the universe, which I, which is, again, why I think it's one of the most exciting things. Um, and not, not to take anything away from all the other, say, announcements that we got, like, you know, the likes of uh, Miss Marvel or She-Hulk, uh, even Armor Wars, Secret Invasion, they all seem to kind of feed well in, um, in with each other. Um, Absolutely. If I can say it, I mean, it's a weird way to describe it, but they're they're all very kind of comic booky, Avengersy kind of stuff, you know. Um, whereas Moon Knight, I mean, of course, he's a he's a comic book character as well, but uh, yeah, he always maintains that kind of separated, um, I guess, nature to him, where he and that's how the comics have kind of featured as well with the writers. Absolutely, it's always yeah. been a little bit different, mm. and I think that's one of the reasons I like him so much. Yeah. Um, just finally as well, just segueing into that, beautifully done, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Um, is uh, a, a new Moon Knight series. Uh, if mm-hmm. you if you had the the power to determine who can pen and, and who can um, draw the new comic book series, who would you like to see for the next? Uh... So, so that's, that's a really good question. Um, the mean answer is as long as Bemis isn't writing it, I'm happy. And that's not the nicest thing to say because I actually think he's probably a really great guy. When I've seen interviews with him and stuff, he seems mm-hmm. like a great guy. I just wasn't crazy about his take. So I hope I'm not trying to be insulting to him or anything. Um, I, I always like seeing new stuff, particularly with the artists. The best thing about Moon Knight is usually huge artists, famous artists that we know now got their start on Moon Knight. So I'm hoping it's an artist I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick an artist that existed, I'd at least like some covers done by um, Gabriel Delotto, the, uh, mm. the amazing painter. Um, his his work, his use of uh, negative space, and um, he usually uses dark paper and and uses light pigments on top of it. His work is great. I'd love to see some covers by him. But I guess if I had to pick a writer, um, and I bet a lot of people are going to hate this answer, I really like Rick Remender. Oh, um, yeah, he's good, yeah. He wrote one of my favorite comic series of all time. It's called Fear Agent. Um, and it blew my mind. And it's about a guy who's overcome with guilt and regret. And he's killed people he didn't want to kill. And it's tearing him apart. And it fits so into the way I picture Moon Knight that I can, I know that he can write that kind of character. So I think he could do it. Oh, yeah, that's actually a great choice. I, I, um, I haven't been keeping tabs with what he's been doing recently, but yeah, I've, I've loved his older stuff. Um, yeah, you, you know, through Marvel and uh, yeah, uh, and elsewhere, uh, <clears throat> he does have that tinge of uh, just again. This is my overall impression of him. Yeah, there is a, a very well written. There's always a tinge of, um, I guess, um, not sadness but tragedy and stuff to his Absolutely. to his writing. So yeah, I, I think he'd fit really well into um, into to Moon Knight. Uh, I always thought maybe uh, I'd like to see Ed Brisson give a go. Uh, I think he's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, maybe that. I don't even know. Does Brew Baker still do comics? Uh, I think he'd be cool. I, I would love to see Brew Baker do it. Um, 
but I, I, I'd be worried it'd be too espionage because that's definitely <laughs> his vibe. Um, and it worked perfectly when, I mean, when he wrote the Winter Soldier story, that was, that. I mean, when I was reading that, I was like, comics can't get better than this. And apparently the people <laughs> making the movies agreed because they're like, let's make this the movie. So Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I do, I do Brubaker in a heartbeat. Yep. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that I think those uh, Brubaker, Remender as well, uh, and and Brisson, I think they're great. All great writers, um, all worthy of doing Moon Knight as well. Well, uh, well, listeners, uh, not much. I mean, well, since Chase and I are really pre-recording this, unless we do Chase, unless you have a crystal ball, uh, we don't, we don't know <laughs> what the news for this week is. Who knows? We're talking about news, you know, that that cracked a couple of weeks ago. There may have been some massive Moon Knight news since then. In which case, I will insert right now. <laughs> Otherwise, um, yeah, uh, we'll just I guess wait and see. We've been blessed with so much news from from the MCU, uh, almost to the point that it was overwhelming when it first hit Chase. I don't know about you, but I was just digesting all the trailers, the teasers, uh, Feige's presentation, uh, just fantastic stuff. So uh, hold on Absolutely. to your hats. Yeah, twenty twenty one Moon Knight stuff. 2022 who knows will be uh, will be a great year for our boy um i guess chase we can go let's 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 get into it so let's get into our conscious relic segment moonnightfan.com so chase uh before we get into i guess the 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 actual website itself i uh, just wanted to know your little back history with moon knight i mean how did you how did you get into to him and pick such pick, pick such an obscure character all right, so I'll, I'll try to make it, uh, like, brief. Um, so I started getting into comic books right around when I was about 10 years old, which would have been about 1995. Um, it started with me, like, stealing my brother's comic books whenever he was, like, not at home and, and reading them and putting them back. But me and my friends at the time, we would walk to the nearest comic book shop, which would have been about, like, a five-mile round trip oh. through Arroyos and weird neighborhoods and everything. And we would spend all of our allowance or whatever money we had earned from doing chores uh, at the comic shop but to make our to get the most bang for our buck we'd always go towards like the 50 cent and quarter bins and that's how i discovered all kinds of terrible image comics and stuff like this <laughs> but every now and then you'd find either a comic that was just a little bit beat up that was a good comic but it was beat up in there or stuff that people weren't interested in yep. and you know it's it, it at the time it wasn't surprising moon knight it was easy to find moon knight comics in there um not too Which many is, people were reading it at the time yeah it's a bit worrying actually there are a lot of moon comics in the bargain bins but anyway sorry well and um the the comic that caught my eye was moon knight number six which came out in like 1981 um it has a painted cover where he's like a voodoo doll is being stabbed and 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 moon knight's like get, getting affected by it which also ties into indiana jones temple of doom had a moment like that i guess um <laughs> The cover blew my mind. I was like, who is this character? His costume is just phenomenal. So I brought it home and I read it and it was great. It was absolutely great. So then the next time I went to the comic shop, I was like, I need to find more of this Moon Knight guy. And I'm like digging through. And then I found Moon Knight Special Edition number two, Ooh, nice. which was, uh, it, it was a reprint of the stuff that came in the back of the Hulk magazines back in the 70s. Um, and in that one has the story called uh, Knights Born, 10 Years Gone, which is introduced Randall Spector, uh, his brother, and he wears the creepy mask and the and he's killing the nurses. And that is my favorite issue to this day. Um, 
blew my mind. And I just remember reading, because I read a lot of other comics, including those terrible image comics like Youngblood. And Moon Knight just felt so intelligently written by comparison and also felt very adult. And when you're like 10, reading something adult makes you feel so good about yourself. Um, and so at that point, I was like, I need to find more about the Moon Knight. Got everything that they had in the quarter bins. And then I started going to the normal bins and paying. You know, I bought the first Moon Knight and it cost me like five bucks. And that was like the most expensive comic I had bought. That <laughs> um, and I was I was pretty much obsessed at that point. And then once I got to high school, I me and my friends, we we stepped away from comics because when you're a teenager and insecure, you're convinced that comic books will hold you back socially because uh, comic books weren't mm. cool back then. They, they yeah. are now. They weren't. But then when I uh, when I started up college, like first day of college, I uh, there's a comic shop right off campus. And I was like, oh, I'll see what's happening in the world of comics today. Picked up an issue of Spider-Man and I was sucked back in and I've never looked back. So uh, nice. That, that's so cool. It's such a it always fascinates me. Um, like the the comics and the runs that get people into it like whether it be uh you know the cover that drew you in from issue yeah. six uh and then and then to back that up then for you to jump into uh the the old uh hulk magazine backstories um that's actually a good trajectory to get into moon Knight. i think you know you could be you could have you could have jumped into dare i say it and we've had had him on the show so massive apologies but my own opinion uh but you could have had the ending of you know mark Spector moon knight you could have jumped into that and gone oh i don't, I don't like this fellow at all <laughs> so it's well, good that, that you one, yeah one of my earliest was issue 60 uh his death issue because when i started getting into moon knight he was dead like mm. the entire world accepted that moon knight was gone he was dead and I picked up that issue and it was also pretty expensive. Everyone wanted to collect it because of the plat artwork, which I still to this day don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was a god awful comic book. It was terrible. <laughs> um, and I and I was like, no wonder they killed him. I mean, yeah. this is bad reading. You just can't do this. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, did did you understand a lot of that latter stuff? I, I to this day I need to reread it, and re I, there's a lot in there. Um, we we even had uh, Terry Kavanagh on the show as well. Uh, he was uh, letting us know about it and how a lot of these ideas came to to fruition, and how Mark Grunwald actually was really into like these ideas and say, yeah, yeah, keep on. Um, I can't remember who, what it was. It might have been the um, uh, uh, bloodlust. Was it? I can't. There there was a particular aspect i don't know if it was a knight's templar or something but towards mm -hmm. that end uh mark Grinwell was was and i love mark Grinwell's stuff you know again a lot of hot and cold stuff uh with mm -hmm. his work but his top stuff is like cream of the yeah creme de la creme yeah. for me um so yeah so just trying to make sense of that ending was uh was really strange oh that was it that was it um terry kavanagh and Ma uh, had pitched to mark Grinwald uh this new thing so you have super powered people you have mutants and what Terry wanted to introduce was uh, these kind of hybrids or descendants of angels and devils, and so that would be like a new, like a new part of the Marvel universe. But I guess it never really took off after after Mark Spector Moon Knight. Um, yeah, uh, well, I guess uh, looking at the Moon Knight fan website, Chase. Um, mm. So how did that translate from? I guess being that uh, college student being that but 10 year old as well collecting comics how did that translate into um into 
forming a Moon Knight website? Well, absolutely. Uh, so um, I, I when I got back into comics, I was I found that when I was rereading some of my old comics, I kept gravitating towards Moon Knight, which meant even more to me as an adult. A lot of the themes um, he's overcome with guilt and and dealing with his past, which you know, especially when you're a teenager and you're still figuring yourself out, that stuff resonates pretty strongly. And he also had his mental issues, um, which is something that at least I can slightly relate to because I have um, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, not like the Hollywood kind that people laugh about, but it can be a pretty difficult thing to deal with. My wife has to deal with it. And so being able to relate to a character who's struggling with understanding himself and how he works was something that I really enjoyed. And I was also pretty excited because at the time, um, even though they had brought Moon Knight back from the dead, he'd only had like two miniseries, but he was a very finite character. And I loved everything about him. I was like, I like this character and I actually have the ability to know everything about him. Mm. So it was like, I could, at the time I was like, I can collect it all. I can, I want to read all of it. I want to know this character through and through. And at the time it was a much more achievable goal. <laughs> and, um, and then I started looking online and at that time, no one, no one read Moon Knight. No one liked Moon Knight. I knew why it wasn't being published because most people didn't even know who he was. And so finding information on it was impossible. I, there were, uh, the, the, there were three ways I found out information about Moon Knight. One was there's a site called the Marvel Chronology Project where some people who were definitely obsessed with details would like document every character that appears in every comic and as best as they could. And I started using that to find weird appearances, like finding out he was in Infinity War or an issue of Power Man and Iron Fist. Then there was this Moon Knight message board, which is definitely dead now. But at the time it was it was where like me and just like two other guys would talk <laughs> about Moon Knight. We'd find like, oh, did you see he was in this latest issue? Oh, thanks. I'm going to go check it out. And uh, right after college, when I went to that comic book shop, the owner, um, I got talking to the owner. She, uh, she was a really nice woman. And you could tell at this point she was running a comic shop because she'd been doing it for so long, but she wasn't really into comic books anymore. And I was the only guy who went in there and actually just talked to her about the world, whereas everyone else just wanted to talk comics with her. But you could tell she hasn't read a comic book in years. <laughs> and when the summer came, she said to me, she's like, oh, so what are you doing this summer? You got a job? I'm like, nah. And she's like, you should work for me. So oh, nice. I worked at a comic shop for a couple of years and that allowed me to not only look at every issue that came out every month to see if Moon Knight was in it, but I was able to go through the back issues. It's how I got Werewolf by Night number 32. I think it cost me like 35 bucks. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Nice. And I just pulled it straight out of their bins and um, looked at him like, oh, this is his first appearance. Didn't even know it was his first appearance until I found an Overstreet comic book guide. But so it was really hard to get information and I wanted to collect all this. And, and then I was, when, when I was talking to the few people online, they wanted to know what I was finding out to give them the information. And I also, on a side project, I've been building websites since the nineties, just for fun. And they were, you know, usually stupid things. They were about like the Sega Saturn or PC gaming or something like that. And I just loved writing websites by hand. It's kind of like a Zen garden to just do the HTML coding. And so I was like, oh, I'll just have fun and I'll make a little Moon Knight site and I'll just put all my information that I find about the character on there, all the issues he appears. And so everyone can just go to one place and find it because nothing like that existed. And I think I started that in, I want to say it was like 2003. It would have been, yeah, sometime in 2003. And at the time it was called the Ultimate Moon Knight fan resource. I changed its name as soon as Ultimate Moon Knight got introduced in Marvel because I didn't want ah. people to think the site was for that character. So that's mm -hmm. when I changed it. 
Ah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, a, it's a really great... Look, I'm going to, um, for Petronis as well, I'm going to um, punch this up onto the screen so we can start having a look at it. Um, but it's it's a really a thorough uh, website, and that's so funny. I Yeah, just about that ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate thing. Um, yeah, so basically it is a... Uh, it, it serves two purposes, I guess, Chase. It's a digital museum, like as you yeah. mentioned, in the website. It, it houses all of your collection, which is great. It's great because it's a good way to catalogue all your stuff as well. Um, but what I really do like it, about it as well is that you give some nice tips um, to to collectors and to new readers as well. Uh, there's a section uh, just about, uh, about rarities um, and... I guess being aware of differences in series and also relevant appearances um, versus cameo. So, um, so this is actually quite a a very useful um, website for for people to not only I guess discern what they want to collect. I mean, because uh, in the website, Chase, you, you talk about um, collectors. They they everyone's different, and every Moon Knight fan is different as well. Um, so. Whether you want to collect everything or whether you want to um, just zone, uh, hone in on, on Moonlight-related like series titles, um, this website really does guide you into what, um, you, know, what you, can, you can really achieve. And you're talking about how a lot of things are available and unavailable now as well. The rarities, I think, is, a, um, is an important little, uh, I guess... Uh, section here just to talk about uh, I guess what you find uh, what can be particularly expensive uh, and what can be seen as a rarity or not I mean these days we do have the variant covers oh yeah and that's that's one of the most controversial issues I deal with with collecting but I think rarity is a really important thing for people to understand in comic books in general but especially with Moon Knight that just because something rare doesn't mean it needs to be expensive. Rare just might mean how hard it is to get, but for something to be expensive, it has to be rare and sought after. And so there's a lot of things, a uh, lot particularly merchandise uh, um, that are related to Moon Knight that are rare. They're hard to find. You don't see them very often, but you don't have a lot of people looking for them either. So when they pop up, you should be able to find them pretty cheap. And just and and at the same time, people need to realize if you want something and it's hard to find, but it's not it's not, it shouldn't be expensive not to get conned out by someone who's like, ooh, this is rare. I'm going to sell it for five times what it's worth. I mean, sometimes you have to not buy something, even if you want it, because you know it's just a bad idea or a bad deal. I mean, mm. collecting is supposed to be fun. It's a journey. It's not about who gets there first. It's about having fun doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, as well. Um, and and you talk about, I guess, the differences between the series is... Just, I guess, with the um, particular stories as well. So this is more so for new readers as well, I guess, um, to not be dissuaded by if you do, say, jump into a particular volume that doesn't really quite take your fancy, it doesn't necessarily mean that all the preceding volumes will be of that kind of quality. I mean, I think the beauty of Moon Knight, um, and that you touched upon towards the beginning of our discussion, uh, and that I've said a lot, is that, uh, that each volume is quite varied, which which yeah. kind of makes him such a colourful character. So whenever I hear, you know, say with the TV show, oh, he should be like this or he should be like that, it's like, well, like, no, no. I mean, like, he, he's been shown to, 
if you look at the Mensch run compared to the the Charlie Houston Finch run, he's not dark and brooding and grim and, gr- and gritty in in the in the Mensch run. He's a lot more of a different character there. So um, it's r- really what you what you like and what you like to take from that character. Yeah, I'd say it's think of it like uh, friends. You have like your friends that were really good friends in college, but you don't want to you're not really going to be good friends with them now, or you wouldn't have been good friends in high school and ones that are friends in high school, like different friends can mean different things to you at different points in your life. And they're not always the same. They do change. Um, and so when you look at it, I, I mean, I've ran into fans who just absolutely loved Moon Knight in the West Coast Avengers. And I mm. was not super fond of that, but I actually don't think that was because of Moon Knight. I just, I just really didn't like that run of West Coast Avengers. that wasn't the way I wanted to read comic books at the time. Um, but some people, it's what they want. It's what they really like. So I think that's, uh, we should, we should appreciate that everyone's coming in at different points. There's a lot of new fans now who the only Moon Knight they've read is the new, uh, the new Bemis stuff. And if they love it, good on them. If it gets them into the character, that's awesome. And I'm very mm-hmm. happy for them, but I just want them to be very aware that as they go through Moon Knight, it's going to be a, it, it can be a rocky road to find out what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and actually, the Bemis is a good example as well. I mean, a lot of the writers uh, do touch upon it um, also. But with the Bemis, what I found was good with that was that he did try and cover, I guess, at least the two main aspects of the DID and also the Egyptian um, aspect of of Moon Knight, which is cool. If you, uh, I was reading your website last night, and I think you cited, say, the Bendis run, where it was very much the the DID, the personality. So some writers do um, focus in on one particular aspect of Moon Knight, whereas I think yes. I I like and and the West Coast Avengers run, um, you would be hard pressed to uh, to actually see much of his. Uh, DID at all in that um, or the multiple personalities there was there was a little bit on on Conchu in Lost in Space Time uh, you know that sort of thing but he was very much just like a I don't know a street level vigilante there was he wasn't really um, fleshed out well and, and you could even argue in the West Coast Avengers run he wasn't even him because they kind of implied for the entire time he's on the Avengers he was his his brain was being completely controlled by Conchu. Mm. And so, and it wasn't until the end when he like, that's when he left and he, and he got himself back. So it's, it's definitely a, an oddity for sure. Yeah. Um, and just finally, so uh, this is kind of like, for me, this was like the, the introduction to your website as well. Um, so I, I love this, um, I love this uh, about page. Uh, so the relevance of appearances and cameos. So again, uh, this is really good advice, I guess, for new readers uh, as to what, um, I guess, I guess, um, separating the wheat from the chaff. You know what I mean? Like, what um, is the? I don't want to. I'm really skirting around it because I don't want to say the true canon, and what is just a mere appearance of Moon Knight in another book? Because, because you know, it's fun that he's in there, um, and you don't. As you mentioned, I, I guess a lot of characters are like that anyway these days. But. Um, but yeah, you make a good point here about uh, yeah about what you want to collect um, and what I guess will remain your canon uh, as you collect. You know your journey. Yeah, you you have to you have to define what you want to collect and what matters to you, um, and and some of that for me has changed over time. Uh, at, at first, I just wanted to collect all his like 
everything that he was in that was a big deal. But then all of a sudden I started caring about, even if he appeared in one panel in the background and it didn't matter to the story, then I started caring about that. Mm. And then I realized I started enjoying reading some of the alternate universe versions of Moon Knight. Mm. And then I was like, oh, do I care about those? Is that something I'm going to start caring about? And then I, I started caring about it. And so it expanded. I think the the one thing that I have made very specific to myself that I won't collect has to do with specific variants. So um, unless the comic book is titled Moon Knight, I mean, if it's titled Moon Knight, I'm going to try to get every variant as much as I hate buying variants. I I despise variants. But um, the uh, when when if it's another comic, like let's say it's Secret Avengers and I know he's in the issue and there's a variant cover, but he's not on the variant cover. I'm not going to touch it because I think that's just a waste of my time. But if it's a variant that he is on, then I will get it. And um because I consider that a new piece of art that he's in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there have been times I'm still mad with my own rule because um, there'll be, uh, there'll be issues of Moon Knight where there, I can't remember one off the top of my head, but there was a variant that he's not even in his own variant. And I didn't <laughs> like that. And I was oh. like, I have to buy this because it says Moon Knight on it, but I'm mad about this. And yeah, it, it's just a way for them to get more money. And I'm buying the same comic again and again, even though the art's great. Like, I love the art of variants, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't be interpreted that I hate there. I love the art of variants. I just why don't you save that art and put it on the next issue, and I'm happy. And it's just a normal comic that that's the way it should be. Yeah, but, I mean that that is a good point and a good rationale for it as well. I mean, you're essentially saying as well the new artwork on the covers, if it, if it features Moon Knight, then that's that's seen as new because um, what's in between the the covers you'd have anyway you know, you know what i mean with the with the uh the standard exactly. edition so no that's fair enough but yeah that, that that would be a pickle if uh if he was on the cover but it's not it, but if it was his title i guess it would wouldn't matter if he's not in the book or not, or not you know what i mean maybe it's about yeah. him or, or whatever but um yeah yeah so for for new readers and collectors uh it's just some food for thought uh, when you start your journey or as you continue along your journey. So a really good thing to um, to kick off looking at the website on and, and just kind of checking yourself and saying, okay, what is it that I want to do when I collect um, and read as well? So you've actually compiled a new reader's guide here, Chase, which is pretty cool. Uh, so if we go here, um, so you mentioned, again, just trying to, prepare people as to um what kind of moon Knight comics are, are good for you what do you what do you want to get from this um mm-hmm. but you've you've created a definitive moon Knight reading list of single issues but also the trades as well um what were your criteria i mean, i know you did say that this is your strictly your opinion and your taste so of course so it's n- by no way are you saying that this should be the the way to go but uh yeah what what drew you to these issues for instance um I didn't always pick issues that were necessarily good, but I picked issues that I think contributed enough to who the character was that I would consider it relevant knowledge if you want to know more about the character. Um, So for instance, um, I don't have the Fist of Conchu series in here or the West Coast Avengers stuff because I believe you could never read that and you're not actually going to miss anything because it's pretty much never referenced. The only thing that's referenced is that he was an Avenger. Um, 
but that could be missed. And it's sad to miss that because there was some really great art in the Fist of Conchie series. Um, uh, Chris Warner did the art for a couple issues, and I actually think he's one of my favorite artists to ever touch the character. It's just a pity it was with with a story I wasn't particularly fond of. Um, and when I went to the, like the Mark Spector Moon Knight, I picked very specific stories that were relevant, like uh, when they have Midnight, who would later become a big villain, uh, when uh, uh, Stained Glass Scarlet showed up again. Um, and But I didn't even keep the story in which he died um, because I don't think it was that important um, because he didn't actually die. Like they brought him back. And one of my favorite Moon Knight stories, which is the Resurrection War, in which um, Doug mm -hmm. Mensch came back and wrote Moon Knight. And it, it totally felt like, uh, what did you do to my character over the last couple of years? Because <laughs> we almost retconned a significant portion of the Mark Spector series by saying, oh, maybe it was all, maybe it was all like kind of an illusion by Morpheus, one of my favorite Moon Knight villains. And he brought back all these core villains and characters and, and brought it back. Um, so, so mostly I was just trying to make sure that these were things that I think helped define the character and help you understand the character uh, better. Most of it's very good reading. I tended to avoid stuff that just wasn't very good. Um, and sometimes that does mean I missed a few important key elements. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that if someone wants to know uh, what I like about Moon Knight and what I care about Moon Knight, the, at least the single issues reading list. It's like, if you read all that, you pretty much are going to know everything you need to know about Moon Knight. Yeah, it is a good range as well. Um, And, and like you said, I, I mean, I guess <clears throat> there are certain stories that aren't there, but I mean, hey, they, they won't detract from the overall reading experience if you do follow Chase's uh, single issues reading list as well. Resurrection War, I've just got to say as well, Chase, has Tom, is it Tommy Lee Edwards and the colours? Yeah, Absolutely. one of the best absolutely brilliant they just pop out the pop out of the pages um really good but uh you, you i mean you've got a few here i'm just going to run through them quickly uh obviously the doug mensch run you've got the uh the special editions one to three which were the reprints of the hulk magazine backstories which <clears throat> again similar as you said chase i love that randall specter i think it was a two-parter i think um or... it, it was two -parter, but in the special edition it was presented uh oh, okay. just straight through. um so it, yeah you can read yeah. it as a single story that way. Yep, a very very scary Randall Specter. I, th I think still to, for me the the best iteration of, of Randall Specter. Um, uh, underused should be used more. Get him in the series, the TV series. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then you, uh, so that we've got Marvel team ups. Uh, we've got we, you've you've got the Mark Specter Moon Knight there. Um, bits and bits and pieces there. Not the whole sixty, but that's cool. Um, Round Robin, uh, round. So is it Round Robin? Yeah. Um, Sidekicks yeah. Revenge. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that was uh, that's gloriously nineties and and Mark oh, it's, Bagley. It's completely nineties. It's yeah. a team up book in which Moon Knight does very well in, and it's got Mark Bagley art. Uh, Mark it could Bagley. be Bagley or Bagley. I don't know how it's pronounced, but oh, yeah. his art is definitive nineties Spider Man. So. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, but yep, then we've got divided. We fall resurrection war high stranger. So um, some mini series is there, which all of them, high, them are highly highly regarded. High strangeness, I think, won an award as well. Yep, um, so uh, and a lot of the time, it's also known as high strangers. I think, which is erroneous. Um, typo. <laughs> yeah, yeah typo. Type of, yeah. Um, then we got Black Panther. That was cool. With um, I think it was against Nightmare that he he and Black Panther fought. Uh, it was, 
that was the um, Sal Valuto. Sam Valuto. Artist Sal Valuto. The, oh. the original artist from the Mark Spector run. So it's kind of cool to see how, how his art had evolved over the years and see him come back to the character. Yes, uh, I absolutely love his run with Christopher Priest on Black Panther. Um, it's, it's, I mean, his art at, at the beginning of Mark Spector was, was brilliant as well, but it, it just went up to another level with that. So to see him come back and do Mark Spector, um, so Moon Knight is, is really good. Uh, then we <laughs> then we got some volume. We got volume, th- oh, of course, volume three. Beautiful. We just reviewed again uh, issues fourteen to nineteen. God in Country. Mike Benson, a severely underrated arc. Uh, brilliant uh, Black Spectre. Uh, but of course, the Charlie Houston and issue thirteen. One of my favourite issues uh, with Doctor Deptford um, mm-hmm. and him getting the registration card. A very scary for me. A very scary issue. Um, and, and a, a beautiful way, yeah, of seeing Mark and his identities. Uh, Silent Night, it's, it's a, that's a really good uh, one shot, actually. Um, we did that for a Christmas a special chase, I think, a couple of years ago, uh, in the hope that it was like a jolly, kind of lighthearted uh, romp because it was a Christmas special. Uh, I think we we came away a little different. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, if, you, if you need if you need happy go lucky, he appears on the last page of a Marvel holiday special with all the other uh, Jewish characters celebrating Hanukkah. That's about the happiest you're going to see him. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I, I don't don't know what... Uh, there the, the, thing, is the thing's the one that I remember off the top of my head. And, yeah, him and the thing and a few other characters, and they've got a, a menorah and everything, but that's about oh, nice. the happiest I've seen him on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you have uh, volumes five and, and six, uh, respectively. Um, I'm blanking... One to seven... I'm blanking. Sorry, Chase... Oh yeah, Ellis, Ellis Bun Wood, um, that run. Yeah, so uh, the first yes. one is uh, Declan Shalvey and Warren Ellis, and then yes. a couple other people took over, and then the one after that is the one that was uh, Lemire and Small. Lemire, yes, um, yeah, the the one to fourteen. Uh, that's what kickstarted our uh, our podcast as well, Chase. So um, I remember that <laughs> fond memories uh, of recounting all those issues. But yeah, no, so a really good reading list. Uh, and then uh, if you're a trade person and you know, let's face it, they're good. They give you nice little meaty chunks of, of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase has also got them here. My favourites, the Epic Collections. Uh, I love them. Uh, they're good. That They cover, actually, all three of them. The third one as well, Final Rest, I think covers the whole Mench run. So, um, this, and and all the issue, sorry, Volume 1 is all the, uh, the pre-solo series title stuff. Um, so, Bad Moon Rising, we're talking Wealth by Night. We're talking... Um, uh, you know the Hulk magazine stuff, so um, it's a really good. So go check it out there, uh, Loonies as well. Very good, um, very good uh, list. Now let's um, let's get into these particular sections, Chase. I just want to kind of go. Th- they're very, um, very extensive. So I love it. So Loonies, I recommend that you go peruse it at your leisure. Um, have a look at, at Chase's uh, collection. Um, your comic book list as well. What I love about this is that uh, you've got <clears throat> you can download an Excel version uh, of the spreadsheet as well. It's it's uh, categorized into main, solo, alternate, collected, miscellaneous, and foreign. Uh, and you have like a ranking here, Chase, that you which is good. Again, another good guide if people want to kind of know where you stand um, with these these issues. Yeah, the so the ranking, um, it was for people who maybe only wanted to collect stuff that was super relevant. It allowed me to say, wow, this is a really important issue. Like, if you were going to pick up one issue, get this. Two means that 
you know, it's relevant to Moon Knight. It's a normal story. One is usually like a, a, a cameo in an Avengers comic book where he might say a word and punch a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And the zeros are are like in it, I just picked up uh, Infinity Crusade number. I want to say it was like four. And he only appears as he's teleporting out. Like, so you have to see him. And I'm like, this is this is something only someone as obsessed as me is going to care about. But most people should not even think about collecting it if they just want to read about Moon Knight because there's nothing to read there. Um, I also put every single variant as a zero because a variant isn't Mm -hmm. important because you can get the regular issue and you don't have to worry about spending the money. Yes, it's just purely artwork, basically, um, the variants. I mean, you're talking about the covers, really. Uh, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I haven't I ha- actually I haven't gone through all of this here, Chase, as well. But so, do you? Are you? Do you own? Are you up to date with everything? <laughs> with everything, comic So um, I just picked up um, a couple comic books from my comic shop last week, like three that aren't on here. But uh, so the last time I updated it was the 22nd. I tried to make sure I always have an yep. update date on there so that people knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the exception of like those three comic books and some some dice that I got on eBay, uh, that that has my entire collection in it. Yeah, fantastic. So I, I think it's safe to say that you have all the uh, the, the Moon Knight title series anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it becomes quite extensive. As you say, you're only just picking up some some cameos and appearances here and there as well. So I'm assuming yeah. that's still an ongoing thing. But um, yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's a vast list here. Looney's definitely um, check this out as well. And, and use this. I mean, although um, in Chase, you admit that there are things that aren't entirely all here. I think this is a definitive enough um, list here for you to, to check if you are a budding reader or a collector wanting to get into Moon Knight. Uh, you should be able to uh, to tick off um, the issues um, from this list. And as mentioned, it's available on Excel um, as well, so you can download it for your own use. Uh, it, it's a little easier that way because I have this sorted. Uh, each list is sorted chronologically on when they were released. Mm-hmm. Um so if you don't like that, you can download the Excel and resort it however you need. Um, Perfect. Perfect. I originally had it, my old website, I had it very poorly organized in a way that made sense to a 20-year-old who, um, <laughs> who didn't know what he was doing and didn't have yeah. to deal with data management. But after several jobs dealing with uh, long lists and data chunks, I was like, wow, this this could be so much easier. So I, I tried yeah. to do it. Um, there was actually another guy on the Reddit account, the Moon Knight Reddit. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. It's Star something. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got, he's also obviously an incredible fan who cares a lot about this stuff. Um, and he created a, a, his own Excel sheet and he started putting it out there, organized his own way. And I remember looking at it and I was like, he, he offered that Excel out to people. And I was like, that's a smart idea because it allows people to do, organize the data however they want for their collection. Mm-hmm. And so I took his cue of, of making Excel available because it was just a really, it was a really good idea. And so mm-hmm. I, I started doing that with him. Yeah, no, fantastic. And also as well, as you can see, Petrunis, those that do have the video, uh, there are like comments and notes around this. So you can kind of, if, if there's a particular issue that you're looking for, say there's one I just saw there um, of, of uh, him burning his card, 
his registration card. You can you can easily see it with the notes. Um, uh, it's all there for you. So very extensive there. Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, him burning his card is also the cover of Mark Spector number fifty. Ah, oh, of course, yes, that is yeah, right. Yeah, I cut it so you actually open the cover, and there's a hole in the cover. There's and a hole. The Avengers one. It's, yeah. it's actually one of my favorite covers. That is a good cover, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so definitely worth checking all that out. Um, obviously, we won't go through every issue. <laughs> um, okay. Next one, we've got now. This is great, uh, and these are I'm assuming a lot of them. So this is artwork. Uh, we're talking mm-hmm. a lot of. Um, so you've uh, purchased a lot of original art for, from the comics, uh, but we're also talking uh, professional commissions as well that you have picked up. Um, so something, obviously, as a collector, you can't get. I mean, this is just this is Chase's personal collection, but um, yeah, but we're really good to see here, Chase. You got stuff from uh, Sal Valudo, as you mentioned, uh, James Fry as well from the latter Mark Spector Moon Knight. So the uh, the first ones I got are the uh, second and third. I mean the third and fourth ones you see on there. The mm-hmm. the ones that were penciled by James Fry and inked by Chris Ivy. I got those in the early two thousands directly from Christopher Ivy. He was yeah. selling them on eBay. Nice. I have since learned since then that he was apparently having a rough time in his life, so he was selling stuff off so he could keep on his feet. Didn't know that at the time. Oh, wow. uh, he, but he Chris Ivy is one of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So I bought. Um, I bought those two pieces directly from him and I'm embarrassed to say how cheap they were uh, because nowadays these would be a lot more expensive because Moon Knight's a lot more popular now. Mm-hmm. But I think I got each of these for about like 80 bucks a piece. Wow. wow. And um, once I bought the second one, well, on both of those, when he sent them to me, I sent him a uh, a message because you could actually, this was back when eBay, when they, uh, you know, people's names were visible to you instead of being like uh, mm-hmm. blurted out. So it was Christopher Ivy Art uh, was his like handle. And so I just sent him a letter saying, hey, I just want you to know I'm a huge fan. Your art is absolutely gorgeous. And so with both these pieces, he sent me two drawings that I also have scanned here. I didn't pay for him. He sent them to me as gifts with the original art. Wow. And you can tell from his pencil work, like, I mean, he's an amazing inker over James Fry's stuff, but man, he's an incredible artist on his own right. I mean, he I would love to see him do Moon Knight, be the penciler on that himself. Yeah, no, for sure. Very, wow. Very cool. And you got them just like just like that from him. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, how do you, um, do you, because I, I tried to get some original artwork uh, more recently as well. I'm talking about more recent releases of comics. They seem to be sure. snapped up really quickly. You got yours or off they're eBay. Very expensive. <laughs> or they're very expensive. But you got them from eBay, right? Is that still the case? Or how do you how do you go about it? I tried to contact them directly, but they said, oh, sorry. Cool. Yep. Yeah, so all these I, I got on eBay. Um, okay. And that was, I mean, we're all talking almost 20 years ago now. It was very easy to get uh, original art on eBay. Mm-hmm. It could get very expensive there as well. But um, I the first two, Sal Valuto, I got them as a twofer. And I think it was like 180 bucks for both of those. Um, it was a great way to do it. Um, I really enjoyed it. And it was, like I said, it was back before Moon Knight was super well known. So it was kind of like no one was wanting them. I mean, I, I think on all of these, I might've been the only bidder. Um, and, uh, I, I, I would, I wasn't too terribly picky. The only rule I had when I bought original art is Moon Knight has to be in one of the panels. 
because um, there you would see original art up, but it would just be other characters, and that's fine. Uh, so the one you're looking at right now, um, I met uh, Mark Texera. Um, mm-hmm. I met him. Uh, he was a bit shy. He wasn't talking too much. He was mostly just there, and his wife was doing most of the business. And I bought, wow. um, I bought. He 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 released a, a book, a hardbound book of his art, and he had some Moon Knight stuff in there. So I bought it from him, and then he sketched that for me wow. uh, inside. I think I think he is. The sketches were like free. He was just doing it if you bought his book. And I would, of course, I was going to buy his book. He does great stuff. I mean, his ghostwriter stuff from the '90s was phenomenal. Yes. Um, so he he did that for me. Uh, the other drawing I have was um, he was a local artist, and I had his card with it, but it got lost, and I can't read his signature, so I don't oh. know his name anymore. But he was a blast to talk to. I probably talked to him for like 30 minutes just about comics in general, and I really liked his art. His has a very Halloween vibe. You know, yeah. with the, the long flow kind of hobgoblin-y. It, it, was, it was a good look. And, and he, uh, it was really nice. I think it was 20 bucks for that. And it was more than worth it. I love the, the um, uh, yeah, I love the hood there. No, no, yeah. The, what was that? Yeah, I love the, uh, yeah, the Halloween hood, like the look. It's a very different, different kind of look for, for Moon Knight. It's, it's really cool. It's a little haunting, which I think is pretty, pretty great. Good, yeah. good tune to the character. Yeah. The, the sad thing is I have a commission, but it doesn't belong on the site. So I met Bill Sinkovich. He came to a con oh. here in New Mexico. And I was, man, I was shy to talk to this guy. I've, <laughs> I've met celebrities and I've talked to all manner of people and, you know, doesn't really affect me much. But meeting him, it was like meeting my childhood hero, one of my yeah. favorite artists of all time. And um, my wife was like, go talk to him. And I was like, I'm nervous. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> and she pushed me, she's like, just go talk to him. And I just had a conversation with him about New Mexico, which is, you know, where I'm from. And he's been here a lot. Apparently he loves the area. He loves, he loves the art here. We're very art heavy. Uh, we've got a, like a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Native American art and, uh, and stuff here that is, that brings a lot of tourism in. And he was, he's big into that stuff. And uh, I never, I don't even think I talked to him about Moon Knight at all. Um, and I wanted to get a commission from him, but I only had so much money. And so all I could afford was a headshot drawing and i wasn't gonna have him draw just moon knight which is like a hood with eyes because i felt like i wanted i wanted something that conveyed his his full talents so mm-hmm. i i actually commissioned him to draw black widow and um, ah. so i have a black widow headshot that is my favorite piece of art i have it framed right behind my computer uh so i can look at it every day and it's great but since it's not moon knight it doesn't go on the able to pay for a full body moon knight commission but I was doing with what I could with the money I had. And um, and he was amazing. If, if you guys ever have a chance to meet him, please mm-hmm. do it. He's incredibly kind. He's incredibly humble. And he just lets his art go. So we asked him to just draw black and white because we couldn't afford color. And he gave a very reasonable price. And he's like, just come back in like an hour. We walked around the con. And we came back in an hour. And he just fully colored it. And he's wow. like, hey, I, I know you didn't say color. And he's like, but I just, I got this feeling. I went for it. I just thought it needed it. And I just looked at it and I'm like, oh my God, this looks incredible. And uh, awesome. he's just a great guy. So Fantastic. It's amazing how, I mean, it's amazing how they can, they can turn that around like in an hour. I mean, like an hour is like a, <clears throat> it's not that long. You, you know what I mean? Like, especially if you're at a con, you can walk around, you can just browse stuff. And before you know it, you're, you're back there again. And he's, he's got this piece for you. So um, fantastic stuff. I'll have to, 
to maybe uh if, if you're willing to, <laughs> to to see a photo of that that's really cool i mean i can imagine i can only imagine I, what, I, yeah so you can take a look i should even post it i should post it to my instagram account anyway because okay. people yeah. love it artist um i i think uh so excuse me when i was in college i got my degree in art and uh my favorite professor he told me something that is i've held on to uh, ever since he told it to me, and he said, the difference between a good artist and a bad artist has nothing to do with ability. It's just how quick you are. He said a bad oh. artist can draw something that's going to take them longer. Oh. And, and that's how you know when you see a professional, because if you say, hey, can you draw me a quick headshot? And they can hammer it out real quick. You know, a good artist mm-hmm. playing Pictionary, their image will look pretty good yeah, um, because they can do it quickly. And, uh, you know, when when people are just starting out with art it takes them a lot longer to get something because they have to think mm-hmm. about every stroke a lot more ahead of time so anyone can draw well it's just good artists do it quicker and that's, ah. and that helps that's fantastic it's a great great piece of advice uh yeah so so fantastic artworks here uh as well commissions uh we always encourage loonies to share their uh their fan art even as well their own drawn stuff um but maybe the other commissions we we have seen it in our group uh so it's great to um yeah just great to see others as well especially on this website uh but before we... i can yep. so sorry i didn't mean to you. uh before my uh website got converted and put to this a new uh, new format where it was mostly just my collection and nothing else. Um, I used to post people's uh, their own fan art and their custom toys that they made. They would send oh, them nice. to me, and I used to post those. And I still have all the images, but it didn't feel right because uh, my the focus of my site changed, and yes. I, so I, I no longer put other people's stuff, even though it's incredible stuff. So, mm, mm. oh, that's a shame. But like, yeah, true. I, I think. Yeah, you, as you mentioned, uh, you mentioned in the website, it's very much a, a digital museum for your collection as well. So yeah, I can understand how putting others, other people's, um, you know, property or possessions uh, might be a bit, a bit weird. Uh, so if we go to, let's do. There's a section here both on statues and toys as well. So statues and busts. Uh, so for loonies who have listened to a lot of our older episodes as well, we did do a rundown of the statues and action figures. Um, a lot of them are, are featured here, like that beautiful Diamond Select Toys um, resin statue, which a lot of you will be well aware of. Uh, there are some very familiar busts here. Um, I wanted to talk about two things here for you, Chase, sure. because they kind of piqued my interest. Oh, there's Bowen, sure. uh, Bowen designs, really cool as well. Um that Diamond Select Moon Knight bust that I'm looking at now is, uh, oh, I've got to get one of them. <laughs> Seriously, anyway. Um, the the one that... don't do it Sorry, what was that? Patrons don't do it justice. Uh, the way it stands, it looks like it's going to fall over in a good way. Like it, it looks like it defies physics a little bit when you can really get it in your hands. And it's it's great. It's one of my oh, favorites. Yeah, no, I think you mentioned it's very, so- what did you say? It's very surprisingly stable as well. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, cool. absolutely. Uh, but this Panini Moon Knight statuette, this German edition, I uh, yeah, yeah, can't say I've seen this one. But uh, where did you pick this one up? All right, so that one, I, I unfortunately, it's not a great story. I had to get it on eBay. But the story of me getting to where I absolutely bought it on eBay is good. So um, uh, last year, me and my wife, we lived in Europe for a year, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we spent a lot of that time, half the time, in Italy because uh, I have family from Italy and. We were just kind of exploring, and I heard about there had this that statue released by Panini. Panini's an Italian company, but they do stuff all throughout Europe. 
Uh, it had a different backing card to it, though. And so I went to every comic shop I could find in Italy. And, you know, they do actually have quite a few. And I couldn't find it for love or money. And I went everywhere. I was I looked in Rome. I looked in Florence. I looked all over high and low going doing my best with my broken Italian uh, <laughs> to ask, you know, if they have anything like that. Couldn't find it. And so when I got home, I was frustrated because I could find places that had it sell in Italy selling it online but shipping was you know like $25 on mm. top of what I was paying um the post office in Italy as I discovered while living there isn't um the most efficient system um and so then I found that they had a uh they also have a Spanish variant and then they had the German variant which had a different backing card with a different art but it was the same statue um and the the shipping was only like six bucks and he, they were selling it super cheap. So I just I just jumped all over it. I was like, I need this in my collection. Um, so boring that it was from eBay, but I actually yeah. tried to look for it throughout Europe, wherever I was. I, I looked at for it in England and in Germany as well. Wow. Um, but I didn't have much time in Germany. I was in Germany for Oktoberfest to get drunk. And so I didn't really have time to go look at comic shops there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I just... I was just having a look here as well. Um, so you mentioned so two, not that long ago, two thousand nineteen, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, yeah. yeah, gosh. So when did you live in Europe? Was that so? Twenty nineteen. Uh, me and my wife did the craziest thing ever. We ah. left both of our both of our jobs. Um, she was an office manager at a law firm, and I was. Um, I'm a brewer. I, I make beer for a living, and uh, we quit both our jobs to go live in Europe for as long as we could make it. You know, we were shooting oh, nice. for a year and, uh, and we just, we just did that. And yeah. so I was like, this is a perfect time to <laughs> see what comics are like over there. So, um, I, you know, I picked up a bunch of Italian editions of moon Knight. Oh, um, there isn't too much to get in England. Um, because nowadays in England, they just bring over the American versions, mm -hmm. but the older in like the eighties and before they actually had their own, uh, their own versions, which were large format uh, tabloid size or whatnot. And so I found a couple of Spider-Man, like I think they're like spider stories or weekly Spidey or something like that, that had yeah. Moon Knight in them. And I found a couple of those, but um, uh, finding comic books in Europe is a very different thing than it is in the United States. I can oh. promise you that. Gosh, in interesting as well. Yeah. A, a little shout out as well to um, uh, one of our Petruni members, uh, Omega level, I call him, uh, Looney, uh, Anthony Sitko as well. He's got a couple of, uh, Italian, um, Moon Knight editions. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to hear that, um, that we've found another chase in yourself that has, uh, managed to pick up. So, so really a, a, um, specialized group of, of, of Looney collector there. <laughs> Very good stuff. Um, the most fun part is trying to read them in a foreign language because it's, yeah. it's a good way to try to practice. <laughs> uh, also, as well, just um, just quickly, is that Eagle Moss one, which I I think I'd seen before. I'm not too sure. So that was there, readily available in um, in news agencies, uh, newsstands. Is that right in America? So, yeah. uh, so uh, no, uh, these no. Okay. these could only be ordered in America through our comic distributor company, which is known okay. as Diamond. They have a monopoly of it. And you had to usually special order them. Most, most comic book shops in town wouldn't pick them up. And if you missed it, it was usually gone. It was, it was special offered. But these were primarily, uh, they're in Europe, but primarily in England. So Eagle Moss, I think, is based out of England. And they do, right. they do some weird stuff like fact files 
and mm -hmm. uh, these like monthly subscription things. So people pay a monthly fee and they get a new magazine and a new statue every month. Yeah. And um, so I had I had to find one of these on eBay. I had to find someone who actually got a hold of the Moon Knight one to get it. Um, yeah. Because I missed the I missed when it happened here in the states. Uh, I, I can't pick up the the previews magazine, which tells everything that comes out every month. I can't do that every month. Mm. So sometimes I miss Moon Knight stuff. Thankfully, I'm still really good friends with the people who run the comic shop I used to work at. So I'll occasionally get emails from them like, hey, look, uh, there's a preview for this new, like the new Moon Knight omnibus that's coming up. They said, hey, that's coming out. Just wanted you to know. So they're keeping me informed on some of those weird things that show up every month. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have seen Eagle Moss around um, a lot of the sites and maybe the, the, the local sites that I have just like trawling for for uh moon knight and and other comic book related stuff so um it just yeah it just uh got me curious as to yeah how you came about it about it uh okay so there's also toys let's have a look at toys i'm just going to run through this um just pick a couple of things out here but again as i mentioned loonies um well worth uh checking out this website yourself uh and just going through this this massive collection uh, of course, the, the newest, the latest and greatest here, we've got Arachnite, which I'm very jealous of there, Chase. Uh, Walgreens exclusives are a bit harder to come by here in Australia, but um, I'm glad that you've you've uh, you've picked one up there. Uh, very good-looking Funko, I must say. Looks great. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few here that a lot of Loonies will be familiar with. Again, the Wal Walgreens exclusive Legends. We've got the Mezco 1-12s. Uh, what I was looking at was... Oh, yeah. I'm just going to pick out a couple of obscure ones. Uh, sure, the, sure. They're the best. This one. The Disney Vinylmation uh, Marvel <laughs> Series 3. This is cool. That ugly little thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Tell us about this. So from what I found out when it was uh, when it first came out is that you it was mostly just available at like uh, Disney stores throughout the country and at like if you go to like Disneyland or Disney World you'd be able to buy these and they're blind boxes so you don't know what's inside it you have chances of getting things um, so this one once again uh, as sad as it sounds I got on eBay only because I the one Disney store we had here went out of business so or they left. So I had no way of getting a hold of one locally. And, um, and at the time people were actually selling for a very reasonable price online. And, and it came with the original blind box, which means a lot to me. Uh, I want original packaging. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's, if you guys think it looks great, good, good on you, but I think it's hideous. <laughs> I mean, well, I it's, it looks very good. Um, um, so, so for listeners that don't have the, the visuals, um, it's it's literally like I guess what if Mickey Mouse dressed up as as Moon Knight? He's got a couple of ears there, basically, and it's just a, a Moon Knight little kind of I don't know. It's a is it a squishy toy or? It's 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 solid plastic. It's hard. Okay. It's that kind of plastic um, that it's, it feels almost the same thing as uh, Funko. Oh, okay. Funko Pop. Okay. okay. Um, it's um, and its arms move up and down, but that's the only motion it has. I I only kept it out of the box for a few minutes to take a picture. A nice. rather horrible. And I will tell anyone who's looking at this site, I do have a plan of taking photos of better photos of these. All these photos were taken right before me and my wife moved to Europe. We were packing everything up into storage. And yeah. so I was rushing to pack up our whole house. I was like, okay, I'm just going to take pictures of my entire collection real quick. So I couldn't <laughs> set up a good, or good lighting. So I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, I took a picture and I put it back in the box. I was like, I'm not going to display this. <laughs> cool. 
Um, just to let you know, Chase, sorry, the little guy is crying a little bit, so I might just really um, kind of, you know, run through quickly these last few. Sorry about that, um, if that's cool. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, I could just hear him. <laughs> uh, all right. So also we have here, Chase, uh, some cards and and some games as well. So uh, I'll, I'll leave the cards till last. I just want to go through the games Um so again, we do have a lot of loonies that are, are gamers, which is pretty cool. Um, the the big, uh, uh, the, so sorry, this is categorised into video games, hero clicks, and card games as well. Very, oh, very exciting stuff. I really want to get into more of the card game aspects. Um, but video games, uh, one of my favourites there, the, the pinball. Um, I see there right at the top um, as well. <laughs> sorry. It's my favorite of all the Moon Knight digital stuff you can oh, play. I'm a pinball up, fanatic, and it's great. Yeah, me too. I was about to ask you which is your favorite, but, but there you go. <laughs> um, pinballs as well. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. The, the graphics for me are surprisingly satisfying. Um, you know, for for what I guess it is because it's like a, a um, like a free um, app thing, right? I mean, that's how I got it. Is it free? I can't uh, so remember. Or do you pay? Zen Pinball, which is the it's the framework where you can get all these pinball tables is free, but yeah. some tables you have to pay for. And I think I paid like okay. five dollars back in the day for it's the Vengeance and Virtue pack, which has four tables. One was Moon Knight. There's Thor, X Men, and Ghost Rider as oh, well. I, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that was me as well. Yeah, you're right. I, I think I, it was a while ago since I bought it. Um, so mm-hmm. a, a couple couple of years ago at least. Um, so yeah, uh, and I just wanted to go into. Um, so plenty of stuff here, loonies. Too, too much to cover. Uh, collectible trading cards here, Chase. Let's uh, let's wrap on this. This is awesome. This is this is an indulgence for me. So please uh, bear bear with me. Um, I didn't real didn't realize there were all these <laughs> Moon Knight cards. This is fantastic. Right. I've right. I've I've only got that one there, which is the um, I've, I used to collect the the series one Marvel Universe superheroes thing. I, I love that. Um, but you've got all these other ones. You've got the great covers to Mark Spector Moon Knight. You've got uh, these are ripped off the Mark Spector Moon Knight uh, either covers. Oh, they are covers as well, but they're ripped off um, uh, without the, the the titles and logos. But yeah, how did you come about all all this? Are you a massive card collector? All right, so so I'm not particularly, but in uh, once again in the mid '90s when I was a kid, I was in sixth grade. Um, everyone was into cards at the time. Like no one was into pogs or anything. It was all about the cards. And me and my friends, we started collecting the 1995 Fleer Spider-Man series. We loved it. And we would all like on our lunch breaks, we were all trading cards and everything. And it was a big deal. We only did it for like a year or two. And then we, you know, forgot about cards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was important because uh, doing that, I met a guy who would become my best friend and be my best man at my wedding doing that, just trading oh, nice. cards. So, I mean, it had an impact in my life. Yeah. Um, but when I was uh, when I started doing my Moon Knight collecting later on in college, I found my old binder with all my old Spider-Man cards. And there was, you know, a Moon Knight card. And you can see it on. Um, uh, it's one of these. Uh, it was in the Spider-Man series. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. So if you go to it's it's the third from the left, second down, if you click on that. Okay. Sorry. One uh, sec. Miss that third no from the left. Um, third from the left. Click down. Sorry. Um, sorry. Which sorry. Which so row? yeah. We you go from left to right. Go three to the right and two down, and it's or second one down. 
and that should be it. This one? Yeah, that one you're over. Yeah. Yep. This one? What's this one? Uh, to go one and that one, yeah. Yeah. So on the on the bottom, there's two of the identical cards. Ah, uh, yeah. Those are both Iron Series. One is the gold foil signature one. And those were the ones I originally traded back in the 90s. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what cards I can find. And so every time I went to a comic shop, if they had their old cards, I'd ask to look through them. And I would just thumb through until I saw Moon Knight pop up. Oh, and most of these people, they couldn't give these cards away. So, I mean, some of these cards I, w- I was getting for a penny apiece. Um, wow. And But there seems to be a resurgence in the card collecting community. So there's been a lot of recent releases. And I can only get so many because some of them are very expensive. They have like rare inserts and uh, variants of them. And I, I won't pay more than like, I'll pay a couple dollars for a card, but that's kind of where I put my limit. Mm-hmm. So I'm missing like, $50, special ones that they have on here. But I, I mostly find out about these on eBay. I just browse eBay in my spare time and I look through the card section. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that one before. And I <laughs> look it up on, on some online guides, making sure it's, you know, legit. And then, and then I'll yeah. pick them up and I find someone who's selling, like they sell a bunch of cards and I'll, I'll search their inventory for Moon Knight, find out they have like eight Moon Knight cards and they do combined shipping so I can save money. And, nice. and that's what I do. So yeah, usually when I get them, I'll get like eight at a time and I'm getting them from one guy. So, oh, wow. Well, I, I want to put it out there to loonies as well. If lo- any loonies in our community are into card collecting, let's get this thing kind of started as well if you have cards of moon knight or or you know of any other of your favorite marvel characters throw them up into our into our facebook group uh yeah let's you know if you need to trade them i mean let's 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 do what these trading cards were meant to be used for to trade you know to have fun they're all about it's all about sharing and and seeing what you got and what you don't have um so i love it you're talking about the resurgence of cards I, i think i'm just i don't know just uh separately from actually looking at your website uh it was actually maybe a couple of months ago i I pulled out my old um card collection and it's like oh i really want to complete this set you know it's been 30 years and i haven't completed it yet so um it is it it is and uh and i found uh, um some facebook groups as well and it's like I put it up like, does anyone have this, this, and this? And I've I've received like responses. Yeah, I've got them. I think I've got them piled away somewhere. Do you want them? And you know, I've been getting them for like next to nothing. You know, um, it's so much easier these days because I guess people have surplus. And what do you do with it? You know, if you don't have it. Um, whereas back in the day, obviously, you'd be trading them. So yeah, loonies, if you have cards, let's get that started in our community. I'd love to see that. Um, all thanks to you, Chase, as well with this because I, I was floored by this. Uh, this um uh section in your website on cards it's fantastic i was worried it would be the section no one looked at to be honest oh, because no. yeah i'm happy i'm happy someone not only is looking at it is actually finding it as fun as i found it so that's awesome oh yeah i'm i'm trawling through each of those cards i'm i'm scrutinizing each of them in your in your photos <laughs> <laughs> um, so loonies as well there are um, a few other sections here other stuff which includes articles um, interviews which are really good uh, also merchandise if I, if I got that one right maybe not it's the other one sorry that's the other links uh, so other stuff are collectibles so we're looking at pins patches posters shirts cups all that sort of stuff there has been uh, a smattering of moon Knight merch um, here and there more so now I think um, but because of maybe the the TV show coming up, as well as Chase, we do have likes uh, the like of uh, T Public and Red Bubble, which aren't official uh, merchandise things, but you can get even more like Moon Knight merch there from from artists who use Moon Knight um, creatively. 
Absolutely. So I, I do buy a lot of custom stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, and my wife, that's a good gift thing. She always knows, oh, I can get like a cool custom Moon Knight shirt. I don't put them on the site though, because I'm limiting okay. my site to official stuff people can collect. Yes, of course. But I do have a good pile of like custom weird stuff. Like I have the Lego figure that you can find on eBay. Um, I have one of those, but it doesn't belong on the site, but I still have it. So there's still so much stuff in my collection, not on online, but for those kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, and also the links, I think was what I was, there's also a couple of video on, is that the one? Yeah. Here. So we have, um, information in fact. So again, Looney is a great repository of information. Uh, Chase, you'd mentioned the Marvel chronolo uh, chronology project. Uh, there are a couple of other websites there as well there are articles here which i i'm keen to get into um there's doug mensch talks moon knight i think i may have read that one uh but there are other ones here agents of style the many masks of moon knight so really rich and varied uh information that you've collated here uh chase uh onto the website it's fantastic and then we have say videos um i did click onto this this youtube one there's a couple there which i find interesting as well um of there was a custom was that there was a video game? Did you do that? You made a custom crescent dart. Um, there were custom I made crescent that. darts. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So, what game was that? Sorry. So the uh, crescent dart I made was for Doom and Doom, Doom. Two, it was the Doom. original yeah. game from the nineties. I grew up with those games. There, mean a lot. So while I was, uh, <laughs> so while I was sitting in uh, my apartment while I was living in England, um, I was a little bored that night, and I and I I was like. I really want to do something fun. And I'd always talk to myself, I'm going to make a, a mod for Doom. You know, everyone does mm -hmm. it. I've got to do it. Myself. And I've been talking about doing it for like a decade. And I was like, I'll do it right now. So I, I cut out a, a crescent out of a piece of paper mm -hmm. um, and photographed my hand against the wall, cut it out in Photoshop <laughs> and practiced everything. Wow. And I, I made a full mod, I'd say in like a couple hours that night, uh, probably like four hours because I had to learn how to write the specific code information for it, but uh, it was shockingly fun and I made it over powerful. So you can find a video to it on YouTube and, you, and I, I think I put it out for people to download, um, but I made it super powerful. So it kills anything just cause I mean, mm -hmm. if I'm going to go throw crest cards of things, I want them to die right away just cause I want to have fun with it. So yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Uh, and also the other one that you had there, it's on the YouTube channel. Uh, which is I always like seeing them as well. Is the um, it's like the story the story aspect of the the Marvel Legos um, Moon Knight um, coming in. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, the. Uh, oh, is it is it uh, Avengers? Uh, uh, one of those Lego games, right? <laughs> so uh, Moon Knight actually appears in all three Lego games: uh, mm -hmm. Lego Avengers, Lego Marvel Superheroes One and Two. He can be unlocked in all of them. Um, I'm going to try to put more content on my, uh, on that website. One of the projects I've got coming up is my wife, who's never read a Moon Knight comic in her life. She agreed that I'm going to give her a couple of my favorites to read. And then I'm just going to ask her questions and hear her thoughts. So I want to get it. And I was going to just record those and put them up on the YouTube. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. People are interesting, but, uh, yeah, with the Lego games, um, I'm going to try to record all of them, how you unlock the character and what it's like. I, I love this one in particular because he's flying a little lego moon copter around yeah. which was just yeah. all kinds of fun so yeah i i um i'm not much of a gamer but i think i, I do have the the marvel um what's the other one superheroes 2 
I think I got, and, and yeah, and I, I made a concerted effort to, to unlock Moonlight there. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Unfortunately, um, for me, I found his playability, oh, is that a term, uh, a little bit um, mediocre, unfortunately. He doesn't do much, unless, of course, I don't know. Uh, he no, just threw, right. yeah, threw yeah. some darts, had a bow staff. That was about it. It's like, oh. It, it, the excitement is, is totally in the fact that it's Moon Knight to me, but... Yeah. Uh, He's not anything special. Very few games actually cared to give him much to do. Um, the There was a game called Ultimate Alliance that came mm-hmm. out in the mid-2000s where Moon Knight was a legitimately added character, and he plays his own way. And I think that's probably the the best way if you want to play as Moon Knight. Uh, that would mm. probably be the best way to do it. Um, I still think the best Moon Knight game money can buy, though, is the pinball game because you can play it endlessly. <laughs> And they recreated, and particularly if you're a fan of the 2006 series, because that's mm-hmm. all the stuff in it was mostly based off that. I mean, they, they brought to life a lot of his famous villains and characters, um, and you can just see them moving around, and it's 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 pretty amazing. It's, it's uh, the coolest thing. Oh, it is fantastic. We've got it. Um, I'd love to. Um, we are... Of course, we we don't we can't talk about everything here, Chase. As well, I'd love to have you back on at some stage. I mean, there's so much stuff to talk about. Uh, uh, you're talking about the pinball game. I'd love to do a, a spotlight on that because I love it as well. Um, but there's also the stuff like I mean, I've played, I've dabbled in like Future Fight, the stuff like Contest of Champions, where Moon Knight appears. Uh, Ultimate Alliance has been a gateway for a lot of the loonies to know about Moon Knight. I mean, that was a lot of their origin stories into Moon Knight. So I've actually never. Um, I never played that one. Ultimate Alliance 2, I think, is what they were talking about. Because there are three, right? I don't think he's in 2 or 3. Oh, I think he's okay. only in the first one. Okay, and so even there, it's a little yeah. tricky. I, would, I can't remember off the top of my head. I recommend you look at the site. He's not in every version. He's okay. in like the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 version, but he's not in the PlayStation 2 one. And he's not in the PC one, but you can actually get some fans made a patch where you can unlock him. And I did that because I played it on the computer. Ah. Um, so if you want if you want to play it, I think it's only the first one. And check my site to find out which versions it is. So yep. you may because it would be horrible if you bought it and you got the wrong one. Um, <laughs> you wanted to yeah. check it out. So. Absolutely. Um, and also, I'd love to have you back on again, um, maybe to... Uh, to talk about certain runs or certain issues, um, but also about cards for sure. I'm going <laughs> to hopefully touch touch base with the cards. Um, but Chase, I think I think for loonies, the best thing to do would be to check the website again. Like we've only scratched the surface here on a lot of the stuff that we've got on this website. Uh, it's really remarkable stuff, uh, and I really do believe it's a great. Uh, springboard for for new, uh, relatively new fans to learn more about Moon Knight. As you mentioned, he's a very kind of finite character. It's it's easy enough to grasp his whole kind of history and canon, and potentially if you want to collect it to actually get it. Um, um, you know, barring exorbitant prices now for for some of the major issues, but he's not like a um, a Daredevil or a Spider Man or a Fantastic Four, which which would be a, a mammoth undertaking to to get all their stuff. So he's certainly achievable, um, but it is a a truly impressive thing he chase with not only the comics which um, which you have, but all the other uh, merchandise and items based on Moon Knight. So a fantastic job. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, the one thing that uh, anyone who likes the website, if because, you know, I have links to those stories, those other articles, sometimes their sites go down and the articles are no Uh, longer available. So if there's ever a link that that disappears, feel free to just let me know, like any 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 of you out there, if you find a part of the site or if I have some like egregious spelling errors. 
because my the, the program I write my code in doesn't actually have a spell check function. And so That's I'm just good. doing my best to spell right. So anything like that, if you guys find it, or if there's more information about a particular item that you want to know, please ask me and I'll, I'll do what I can to help you guys out. Oh, fantastic stuff. Fantastic. And, and uh, so a huge thank you, Chase, for, for coming onto the show as well. Uh, as you mentioned, p- people can just drop, a, drop you a line if they want ha- or have any questions on your website. Uh, is there any other, are there any other platforms that people can contact you or are there any other projects that you'd might want to, uh, you might want to give a plug to? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the first thing is, so the other big thing I, I do with my, uh, uh, with this is I run an Instagram page, um, which is, uh, the moon Knight fan. If you, if you search for it and that's, it's brand new and it's mostly for me to start posting pictures of my latest acquisition so people can, can find it. Um, I also have a Twitter, which is moon Knight fan one. I'm still getting new to Twitter. That's mostly where I was going to post information. Like if I hear about a new product, but I don't have it yet. So I only put stuff on the side if I own it. So I, I posted there's some new pins, like something called mm-hmm. a fig pin and a couple other pins yes. that uh, just got solicited. And I posted that to the Twitter. So that would be a, a good way to look at it. Um, the only other major project I'm doing right now is me and my wife have started our own little fun podcast yeah. uh, called Hair of the Werewolf, which is a play on the words hair of the dog for when you're hungover. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> uh, it's just a paranormal supernatural podcast with like a pub theme where we pretty much are just drinking beer and and liquor and telling each other uh scary stories you know true or false be a skeptic or whatever you want to do just just to have fun it's supposed to be a fun little romp um and you know you can find us on like spotify and google podcasts and apple podcasts and we're having fun with that we're brand new to it so we we don't have the production value or the quality or experience that something like your show has but maybe one day but oh, right man. now we're figuring it out Oh, that's awesome. That's great. And that will be in the show notes as well, Loonies, as well. So, um, again, you can catch Chase on, on Instagram, relatively new on Twitter, uh, but also Hair of the Werewolf, um, uh, which is available on, on all good um, podcast catches. So so go check it out. I'm going to check it out as well. Um, I, I like the idea of, of uh, alcohol and and telling yarns. <laughs> I think, that's, the, I think that, that's a good recipe. <laughs> so, uh, so loonies, yeah, a, a big thank you, uh, thank you for listening in on our very last show, uh, Chase as well. Wish you all the best over the uh, the festive break. Um, what, what you know, um, whatever you know, if you do celebrate Christmas or, or what have you, but uh, just have a good break over into the new year, and uh, yeah, hope to catch you soon over the other side in twenty twenty one. And to you as well, with all of that as well. So Thank thank you, thank you. Uh, so, Loonies, as mentioned, this is our last show for this year. Thank you so much. Uh, just keep an eye out. I will be spraying some other uh, episodes just in the lead-up to 2021 as well. Uh, I'm going to be re-releasing the Doug Mansion interview that newer listeners may not have been privy to. Uh, that was recorded, I think, 2019. Uh, great chat with Doug there. Uh, also as well, I've got the last, the season finale to our audio adventure the hunt for conchu's golden scepter it's got well it's the biggest one yet uh, 20 20 uh, voice actors in there uh, it's all ramping up to the end of the first season uh, i'm still editing it it's, it's uh, taken a little longer understandably than than usual uh and also as well as uh, plenty of ideas for 2021 uh as mentioned uh before i think 
I can't remember if I did actually. Um, I might change the format of the show a little starting in the new year. Might look at coming out uh, twice a week. So we're looking at shorter, sharper episodes um, and just breaking it up. So what I want to do is that the first half of the week have something similar, Chase, to what we did. Uh, just a good old chat, a good old, a good old yarn, um, moonlight related. Uh, and then the second half of the show, which will be released later in the week, more on a uh, more of a review. So whether it be Conchu's Relics or whether, whether it be the Lunapix uh, review on comics, it'll be just that as well. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm just trying new things out and uh, and by breaking it up, maybe it's less daunting for listeners to listen to shorter, sharper episodes than, you know, um, arguably like two hour long episodes, um, which which may be a little too hard to take um, in one, one hit. <clears throat> Uh, also as well, big, big uh, plans for next year as well with our audio adventure. I'm currently currently converting that into a comic book script and hoping to buy, hopefully by the end of next year, we'll release that as an OGN. Um, so uh, so all the loonies that were involved in that, you, you can be part and you can be in a comic book. Um, that That is the big plan. Um, letting you know now... So now I have to do it. <laughs> so we'll see how we go. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, Patreon, if you consider being a Patreon member, it would be very much appreciated. Patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. A whole heap of incentives. All of the money goes towards the show. It's like as mentioned, trying to build a, a website. Not as good as yours, Chase, but just build a, a domain name and a website for our um, for our show, that sort of thing, keeping the lights on for the show, uh, and also I, I love supporting other podcasts. So um, all your all your hard earned coin goes towards that and to the show. Uh, Hello headphones. If you use the code ITK Moon Knight, you'll get ten percent off their online store. Go get yourself some new ear gear, uh, as well as Dreamland Comics. If you use the code Moon, you'll get a whopping twenty percent off their back issues. So Chase, any other outstanding appearances of Moon Knight in other comics? If you need them, maybe give Dreamland Comics a holler. I don't know how close they are to to you in Illinois, <laughs> but uh... it's, it's a ways away. That's a probably <laughs> oh. like a twelve-hour drive. Oh, is it excellent? Excellent. Um, and also, we're also an affiliate member to Entertainment Earth, so any of your action uh, figure needs, go click on the links in our show, and uh, a little bit of that will help the show too. Finally, we are part of the collective, so a band of great shows, all all character-based, all geek culture-based, the likes of Capes and Lunatic. Got those guys, a big shout-out. They have been great supporters of the show. Uh, Sons of the Dragon and the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, or We Are Venomaniacs, a Venom podcast. We're all part of the same thing, just... Um, Check out hashtag the collective net on Twitter. You can check out all of the going ons uh, for all our shows. Um, go check them out if you if you love Iron Fist or Venom, or if you love uh, the Man Thing. There's a podcast for you. <laughs> um, finally, you can catch us. Drop us a line on email at itkmoonnight at gmail We're on Facebook uh, on the page and a group. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord. Get vocal. Uh, we have a, a WordPress and Libsyn website. Hopefully, we'll get our own website soon. Uh, and Podchaser as well. So incidentally, any ratings on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser would help get us out there to more loonies. So um, yeah, please consider. Or if you want us to, if you have any constructive criticism, that would be much appreciated too. Once again, a massive thank you, Chase. Um, I, I know you may have the the hair of the werewolf in you <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, i'm I've, i'm fully awake now that's great a couple of 
cups of coffee have, have done the job. But uh, yeah, all the best and I'm hoping to see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. And as always, loonies, have a safe and enjoyable break. Uh, see you next year. And as always, may Conchi watch over the denizens of the night. Catch up. Moonite and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.